There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi everyone, welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for their... What did I say? (laughs) (laughs) Keep it in, but I'm still going to do it again. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also way too scared to watch scary movies. I'm also (laughs) so scared about any podcast we're doing moving forward, but I'm putting my um, big kid pants on, and I'm going to be okay. (laughs) Um, I'm Sammy, and I like watching scary movies. Oh my I god! I love it. Can't get enough understand. of it. I can't understand it, but I still accept so here it. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Doing what we do. Doing what we do. <laughs> um, did anything scary happen to us this week, my friends? Um, I started rewatching Peep Show, my one of my favorite shows, and. It's so good, and I'm just so blown away by every moment of it. And I don't know if you guys knew this, but the creator of it went on to create Succession. Really? Um, Wait, who is yeah. that person? Yeah, it's created by Jesse Armstrong is his name. Oh, okay. that is his name. Yep, I've seen it in the credits. Where are you watching it? Where is it? It is streaming on watched. Amazon Prime. Oh, my God. And on Hulu. Oh, my God. Everywhere. Um, and so what's scary about it is just that someone can be so smart and talented and funny. And it's it should be, I mean, I think illegal. They're too good. It's too good. <laughs> I think it should be illegal. <laughs> we have too many nonviolent criminals in jail, but Jesse Armstrong should be in jail. He should be in jail. <laughs> I think he should. <laughs> put, put, him, put him straight in prison, please. He makes me feel bad that I am not smarter and funnier. But also, everyone makes, makes me feel bad goes to prison. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the rules. Twenty twenty rules out the window. My rules now. My rules. My rules. <laughs> if you don't oh, like it, God. don't make me feel bad. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Those are the rules. Um, what about you guys, Emily? Any mm. update on your rat in your walls? Oh, it's still here. Um, it's Emily, did you see we got I, a comment from another listener <gasps> who said that as they were listening, they were banging on the wall um, and they had a rat in their wall. And then you told that story and they were like, they just wanted to say that. They oh, my God. Could, could oh, I'm here with you. It's <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's still. Here. Yeah, no, it's still here. Um, I really feel like I'm like one quarantined week away from tearing open my own walls <laughs> so yeah that could be see you in a week and i'll tell you what's going on that could mm-hmm. get interesting for sure it's not ideal but it is where it's what's happening <laughs> it's what's, what's happening, happening. <laughs> um it's what's happening and what else is happening is i i guess sort of my emotional state in in this moment is I cried during an episode of Shit's Creek today. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've cried in that. Yeah, and I and and it was great, and it's a great episode, and I needed it. But I also was like, "Huh, that's not what this show is for." Mm. So, you know, yeah, kind of scary, I guess. Yeah, you know me though. I love to cry in. Sh- oh, movie- I love to. I love movies to cry. and TV. Hen, any tears? Um, any rodents? Where are we, where are we at? I don't have any rodents. Um, all the tears. Have Lucky been- bitch. all the tears have been successfully contained in one portion of my brain and siphoned off for a later like in dr sleep where he locks them all up in his brain exactly good and healthy Mm -hmm. (laughs) compartmentalizing is the way the future 
I'm trying to think. I've actually been mulling over what to even say in this portion of the podcast because I haven't had too many things happen to me. Yeah, in the not past a lot of week. experiences in general these past yeah. few weeks. Maybe we should Ew. at least adjust the language from happened to because what's, I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, just, just been like, indoors for the past week. Uh, Did anything new? scary um, occur <laughs> to your brain? Well, this is. This is kind of maybe TMI, and I'm sorry for everyone, but um, I did recently get my ears pierced in January, and I didn't realize until Ew, last Henley, night. Nasty. <laughs> Just wait. I didn't realize until oh, last no. night that all four of my piercings were actually pretty infected. <laughs> oh, no. And so no. I took all of my piercings out last night, did deep clean, and we're all good. I think you were, we're fine. Oh, we're fine. All, all they're back fine. In. But I, the earrings are back in. Earrings are back in. But okay, I good. really thought um, one of the challenges, minor challenges in this quarantine period with uh, me and my fiance was that he was going to have to give me four ear piercings <laughs> while Ooh, we were alone in the that house. Been, <laughs> that would have been bad. <laughs> uh, so I'm, no, glad no, no. I'm super glad that didn't have to happen. Um, that's truly the only thing i can think of to uh talk about on the podcast right now. that's like honestly that's I think a, that's a good one that's a good one and Thanks. and if, I, you know everybody just it, take care of yourselves this time don't end up in the hospital from an infected Anxiety. ear piercing or a, a having your fiance pierce you um. <laughs> i i do have an anecdote which is that one of my friends in new york uh, about a week ago or 10 days ago had a faulty thermometer and it said that her th- her uh, temperature was 107 degrees and she called Ooh. the ambulance and the ambulance <gasps> came and got her. Oh no. Oh, no. Her what was her actual it was temperature? It was completely oh, no. normal. <laughs> Perfectly normal. Oh Perfectly no. Normal. So That's also oh, you do hate that. to see it. I hate to see that. I did. Happen. I've been taking my temperature constantly. I don't feel like I have a fever, but you know, these are the times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was convinced the opposite. I was like, I, I keep not having a fever, but what if my thermometer is broken and I actually <laughs> do have a fever and every time I take my temperature, it's lying to me. So I ran it under hot water and it got hot. So, um, <laughs> it does work. You guys, my thermometer does work. I'm glad that she didn't have that, that fever. Cause I would have com- been bad. She's completely fine. She's 100% healthy. Um, yeah, I think these are strange times. These are strange times. We are all dealing with it in different ways. (laughs) Mm, Yes, we are. And one of the ways we're dealing with it is with a movie called The Strangers for Strange Mm -hmm. Times. That was stupid. I'm I'm genuinely scared (laughs) to even hear about this this movie. Um, This was another one that was requested through our Instagram. Um, So congratulations again. Congratulations to you. You know who you are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Strangers came out in 2008, written and directed by Brian Bertino, starring Liv Tyler, Scott Speedman, Glenn Howerton, Gemma Ward, Kip Weeks, and Laura Margolis. And no guest, again, obviously. Yeah, just, just us on a Zoom call. <laughs> and Silent Jenna on mute. Silent Jenna's wearing a red bathrobe. I want everyone to know. It's <laughs> uh, her favorite. It's her favorite and outfit. Drinking out of a lovely cocktail glass. We're really having a time. Okay, everybody, grab your bathrobes and your favorite cocktail glasses because it is cocktail hour. And this week's cocktail is a welcome home. To make a welcome home, you will need two ounces of light rum, a quarter ounce of beetroot juice a third an ounce of lime juice, a half an ounce of simple syrup, and a sixth an ounce... (laughs) And a sixth an ounce... God, that's hard to say. And a sixth an ounce of coconut syrup. I just infused my simple syrup with some coconut that I already had, and I actually omitted the beetroot juice because I don't have it. I don't have it. You will shake all ingredients with ice and fine strain into a chilled coupe glass with a cinnamon rim. Cheers. 
Let's see. Oh, God, this movie looks so fucking scary. I don't yeah, like I, the masks that I they wear. Every, I literally hate everything. About oh, this. I was like, if I could make it work, I was like, I should show up in the Zoom chat with a stranger's mask on. <laughs> be oh, that would have been up. upsetting. Um, So some trivia, I guess, is that it's based on it's it says it's based on true events, which is true. This it's not a true story. But it's like inspired by a few different things. It's inspired by something that happened to the director as a child. Um, no, someone. What? Wait, knocked, what does that mean? So someone knocked on the door of his house, I guess, and asked for someone who didn't live there. This is something that is going to happen in the movie, I guess. Maybe I'm spoiling it, but not really. It's not. A, it's just the beginning of the movie. Um, and then they were like, "Oh, nobody lives here by that name." And they were like, oh, okay, and went off. And then the next day they found out that like every house that was empty on that block had been burglarized. Mm. Um, so it's just like one element of the movie. And then I feel like the biggest thing is it's based on is the Manson murders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then one more case called the um, Keddie Cabin murders, which the, the like case isn't super similar, but the setting is it's like in a cabin kind of. Or like in a remote place in the woods. Are you sure the most um, interesting part of trivia isn't um, Mike's cars in 1984? I, okay, you Cherokee, know what? I saw that. IMD uh, spe specified. <laughs> IMDb has not just that. It has, I think, four separate car trivias. It's like the, it does. the truck that they drive is like an F-150. He drives a Jeep. And it's like, this is not trivia. <laughs> Um, and I'll say the original title was The Faces, which is scary. And it is scary. Bet before takes as like the action ramps up, they would make Liv Tyler run around so she'd get really out of breath. So she'd seem like extra scared. And I'd say it's a little excessive. She's like really out of breath a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> like a little too much. So <laughs> they shouldn't have made her run quite so many laps. Um, and that's it. That's interesting. Um, all right. Should we watch the trailer? Let's watch the trailer separately. Uh, yeah. Okay. Emily, you're not allowed to watch it. I'm gonna watch it. What do you Emily, mean I'm not allowed? Not, Emily, you're not allowed. <laughs> Why? I want I know, to I just, watch it. I just made that rule. <laughs> you don't. You go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to tell you something. What do you want to tell me? You are my girl. I love you, Jimmy. What is that? There's someone out there. We gotta get out of here. Now open the door, and I just want you to run, okay? You're home. Oh, I hated no. that. Oh, I, I, oh, I hated that. <laughs> and I hate, no. I, no, I, I, I also, there was part of me that was like, I hate this. I'm just gonna not even watch it. And I kind of closed my eyes the whole time. <laughs> I, I watched it. I also stopped at like 30 seconds before that trailer was over. So, we obviously all need to be in the same room in order to guarantee that I'm actually watching the trailer when we say I'll watch the trailer. Um, oh, I this I won't like this. Um, just the tagline being "because you were home" is so fucking scary. <laughs> it is really scary. Although I will say, at the beginning of the trailer, they have like words flash the screen. It's we always say there's nothing to be afraid of. But sometimes we're wrong. And like, that's not a great tagline. <laughs> uh, that part wasn't well written, but. Um, Work on that ooh, copy, guys. Ooh. 
Um, oh, scary. Oh, scary, scary. Oh, my God. Are we going to get into it? Are we going to start talking about it? Because I'm scared and we're I gonna don't know to. if I can we're handle it. Let's get I'm going to start eating it. my beans. <laughs> Lee's got my a big beans. bowl of beans to get her through. <laughs> Huge bowl of beans. <laughs> Thank God. Thank you guys, God for the beans. You guys jealous? <laughs> insanely jealous. Jealous of these beans? I'm very jealous. I've never been. I've not been able to find beans a single time I've been to the store. <laughs> Okay, Sammy. Okay, let's do it. Start us start us off. Okay. So it's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We start with some text that says what you're about to see, or not just text, it's a voiceover too in a very crazy voice. It's actually pretty similar to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre opening voice. Says what you're about um, to see. Bradley Cooper? No, no, no. (laughs) It's not. Um, Really? He could have knocked it out of the park, I'm sure. He could have knocked it out of the park. Did they know (laughs) that he's available for voiceover? He does voiceover. He does. Um, But it's a, a way different vibe. (laughs) (laughs) and it's uh he says what you're about to see is inspired you know have you seen um grindhouse it's like that movie trailer Mm -hmm. voiceover voice anyways whatever um he says what you're about to see is inspired by true events the fbi estimates that there are 1.4 million violent crimes in the u.s every year on the night of february 11th 2005 Kristen McKay and James Hoyt left a friend's wedding reception and returned to Hoyt's family summer home. Sets the scene for us. Um, And so we open on Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman, who are Kristen and James. And they're, like the text told us, returning to his summer home after a wedding. So they're all dressed up, but they look like unhappy. She has been crying. They look upset. We don't know why. They go inside and there's rose petals on the ground. And she asks him, when did you do this? And he says, before everything. And then we get a flashback 
to the wedding and she's a little drunk. They're dancing. They love each other. They're having a great time. And they kind of uh, walk out to the parking lot to go home, to get in their car to go home. And he says, wait, I have a, I got to ask you something. And pulls out a ring and asks her to marry him. And so it doesn't show it, but she says no. So that's what's happened before they come back to the house, which I feel like is a pretty fun character setting for like the beginning of a horror movie, a couple that has just broken up. Also, just very weird choice of a time to propose. At very, a very weird. I feel like I could see a guy doing that, just being like, romance time. It's a wedding. Yeah, but <laughs> it's bad. It's a bad idea. It didn't work out for I him. think. They, he didn't see it like that. <laughs> and you're right. And he didn't see it like that. <laughs> you're right about that. Um. So we cut back to the present, them back in the house. And James is eating a big old gallon of ice cream and like drinking Fun. the bottle of champagne that he bought for them, like looking all sad and mopey. It's like tense between them. And then he tries to go to bed and she's like, no, stay and talk to me. I'd like talk to me. And then they just hug and then their hug turns into more than a hug. Then they start trying to have sex. And then right as he takes her underwear off. There's a loud knock on the door. I don't know if that's going to be. Pizza delivery? (laughs) It's a pizza delivery. And it's no big deal. And the whole movie is just them having sex for the rest of the time. (laughs) I feel good about that. It's uh, 48 minutes of sex and 20 (laughs) minutes of pizza eating. Yeah, yeah. The pizza is the the post-sex snack. I would fucking watch that in a heartbeat. (laughs) Sounds really fun. Uh, uh, um, So James looks at the clock. He's confused. He's like, what the hell? It's four in the morning and someone is knocking on the door. Um, He goes and opens it just a little crack, looks out. It's a woman. And so he opens it and tries to turn on the porch light and it's out. And so she's just kind of in darkness, this girl, woman. She's just standing there quietly. And he says, can I help you? Like, what, what's up? And she asks for someone, Tamara or something. She says, is Tamara home? And he says, uh, nobody lives here by that name. You've got the wrong house. And she's kind of weird. And she's like, are you sure? And he says, yeah. She says, okay, see you later. And like runs away, (laughs) like walks away. Um, they close the door. There's they're like that was weird. Um, go back to the living room or whatever, and oh, they turn on the record player. The record player is something throughout the movie that's very spooky. It's always playing like a very creepy song. I feel like if I'm in a summer house in the nighttime, just don't play records. It's spooky. Records are spooky. Weird, like thirty days of night. I guess we. I guess we have to add this to our scary movie bingo. Yeah, I guess a record so. Player. Record players. A record player. They are. They're scary because they can get caught in a little. It's the skip. scariest way to play music. It is. I well, agree. also because um, vampires can access them. Yeah, you they can play with, with their, their fingers, long fingernails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something to consider. That's canon. Something to consider. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, Kristen says, I'm out of cigarettes. James says, I'll go buy you some. And she says, that's not what I meant. Um, and he's like, it's okay. I, I kind of, I like, I want to drive around. Things are awkward here. <laughs> he wants some time alone. So he goes out. And we, you said it was like 4 a.m.? 4 a.m. And he's going to a liquor store. They're in the middle of nowhere. They're in a, in a summer house that's in the woods. No one is really near them. And oh, somewhere in here, he makes a phone call to someone named Mike. And he says, Mike, um, if you could drive out here in the morning and come get me. Things didn't work out as I planned. And so I might need a ride back. So he gets in the car and he's, go- he's going to drive to get some cigarettes for Kristen. And she's alone in the house. She tries on the wedding ring and it gets stuck on her finger. Classic. She's looking sad and nostalgic, kind of walking around in her pretty wedding guest dress. Um, and there's a one 
loud single knock on the door, just like, and she doesn't quite know, was that a knock? Was that just a a bang from something? And she's kind of walking around and there's another loud knock on the front door. She kind of walks closer to the front door, says hello, and the same girl says, is Tamara there? Through the door. She says, you already, you already came here. Um, there's no, nobody here by that name. And the girl says, are you sure? Mm. Call 911 immediately. And then um, Kristen locks the front door, which is like, why was that front door not locked already? <laughs> I don't understand. Crazy. She's already been by once. She's weird. Lock the door. Um, anyways, she locks it now. But this house is big. Well, then good. She's safe. Yeah. No, this house is big. There are many <laughs> entrances and exits. No, I'd, I'd call it. No, a, no, no. I'd say it's at least a five-bedroom house. It's a single floor, so every room is ground level, meaning any windows, fair game. Just to set the scene for you. <laughs> uh-huh. No one, no one buy a ranch. Don't do it. Don't buy a ranch. Ranch, ranch style houses are bad. Yep. Um. Oh, and um. James started a fire for her before he left. The fire. She uh, now notices that the flue is closed so the house is filling up with smoke the smoke detector starts going off fire alarm starts going off she she gets on a chair takes the smoke detector off and it's it falls onto the ground she's stressed the girl's at the front door she's kind of freaked out she's trying to get her cell phone um her cell phone's dead so she plugs it into um her charger on the wall by the fireplace and finds the house phone and calls James and says, that girl came back. I'm a little freaked out. Where are you? Just come come back. And she says, actually, can you just stay on the phone with me this the whole time until you get back? And then right as she says that, the phone line goes dead. No. <laughs> I was just like, good, smart, really good thinking. <laughs> um, and then there is... I have a feeling there will not be many moments in this movie that calm me down. No. no, or we're like, oh, it's turning around. Um, <laughs> Thanks for looking up. <laughs> not a lot. No, <laughs> all through this scene, there's just knocks coming from different parts of the house. A knock <sighs> coming from 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 all sides. Um, different bangs, different noises. Um, she's very freaked out. She goes into the kitchen to get a drink of water to calm herself down. <laughs> And Don't we do that. see her in the foreground going, pouring a glass of water. And in the background from another room comes a man in a mask and just watches her for what kind of mask? Describe the mask. It's I feel like it's like a pillowcase with eye holes. It's like you watch the trailer. Well, I guess you didn't. That's what she said. No, I didn't. Just assume I did not watch it. <laughs> um, It's a very scary mask. And it's a very simple mask, but it's effective. <laughs> um, and he just kind of moves into the room. She doesn't notice him. She's drinking her water. So only the audience sees him in the background. And then he like slinks back away into darkness before she notices him. So only that's just for us. <laughs> that's and just for us. That's just a treat for us. That's just a treat for us. Mm-hmm. And that for me was the scariest part of of the movie i was really scared i hate when something's in the background and there's no loud noise it's not a jump scare it's just there and it's just happening is that the moment in the trailer yes and i thought that was very very scary it's very scary and at that moment my mom texted me are you okay and it freaked me out (laughs) so bad and i said what do you mean am i okay I think this is a PSA for never to text anyone in your life. Are you okay? Yeah. Just never do that. Yeah. You never <laughs> it's know. Terrifying provide, to receive. Give an intro. Provide some context. Oh, <laughs> uh, you guys. What? what? I think I'm hearing the rat, but it's I'm scared. <laughs> oh, no. Hold on. I'm just going to turn on the light in the other room because okay. it's gotten dark since we started talking. Do it. Yeah, I just want to be able, I want all the lights to be on and and now they are. Yeah, no, I feel it. I'm going to have to watch Great British Baking Show 
after we finish. Understandable. Or ratatouille. I do <laughs> love ratatouille. To make yourself feel comfortable. <laughs> All right. Should, okay. we get, should we get back into it? Yeah. Um, okay. okay. So he slinks back into darkness and she kind of looks where he just was. She doesn't see him, but she is freaked out. She opens the kitchen drawer and grabs a big old knife, Emily's favorite. She walks back into the living room. She sees that the smoke detector has been placed on the table. It previously fell on the floor into the corner of the room, so that has been moved. And her cell phone is gone. She had left it plugged into the wall. It's now missing. Mm. Um, there's more knocking and more rattling coming from like multiple sides of the house. She's really, really freaking out. Um, and then the power in the house goes out. She, so she's like aware that she's being antagonized now, right? That like, yeah, I mean, these sounds are coming from people. Yes. She is afraid of something and someone. She goes to up to the window, slowly is pulling back the curtain to take a look outside to see if she can see anybody. She opens the curtain. Man in the mask is right there face to face. It's <gasps> <laughs> a very crazy jump scare. Um, Jenna said uh, some added description to um, this mask is it's a it's like a burlap sack with some stitched eye holes. Um, and but it's like a white burlap yeah, sack, right? Yeah. Uh, she runs after opening the window, after opening the curtain, and, um, like, bumps the record player, causing it to start skipping. So now it's just playing one little line of a song over and over and over. Um, she runs into the bedroom. She has the knife in her hand still. She goes to turn off the, the light in the bedroom, which I'm thinking is not that great of an idea i feel like i'd rather the lights be on but i guess she wants it to seem like she's not in that room also didn't the power go out oh yeah it did maybe that happened after the power goes out at some point for sure but um anyways while she's trying to turn this light off i guess prior to the the power being cut off she cuts her hand Mm. and now her hand is like pouring blood um and she's crouched in the corner of the bedroom, terrified, holding the knife and just staring at the doorway of the bedroom, waiting for someone to approach. And you hear some footsteps and the record player gets turned off. So someone takes it, the needle off the record and you hear footsteps coming towards the room. And then it's James, her ex-boyfriend, and he comes in. And she, like, runs up, like, oh, my God, someone's here, someone's here, someone's um, fucking with me or whatever. And he just kind of is like, what? Nobody's here. Like, what are you talking about? He just kind of gaslights her. He's like, Great you're, first instinct. You're being, you're being crazy. <laughs> she should marry him. Yeah. They go through the house, kind of check all the rooms. He's like, see, no one's here. Um, but then... We see that the house phone has been thrown in the fire mm-hmm. and he pulls back a curtain and the girl from earlier is now just standing outside staring into the... <laughs> no. I hate no. this. And, no. I hate this. Um, she has kind of... the the So there's two women eventually and they're both wearing kind of doll one of them's character names is Dollface, so they're wearing kind of Dollface masks. So theirs are, I think, a little bit less scary, but still pretty scary. So is she wearing a mask? The, yes, the she girl is now? now. Yeah, and the only but we time we see that it's still the same girl as before. She has the same. She has long blonde hair. Um. So James says, "Well, I'll go talk to her." And Kristen's like, "Don't go talk. Don't go talk to her. No, no, no. Like we're staying inside." And he's like, she's standing outside of your window with a mask staring at you. Yeah. Um, You call the fucking cops. Oh, I guess they can't. They can't. And so what he says is, fuck, I left my cell phone in the car. I need to go out to my car to get my cell phone. Um, And so he she's like, I want to go with please. Like, don't don't leave me here. She's still holding the knife. 
or no, he now takes the knife, I think, out to the car with him. He gets into the front seat of his car, reaches into the passenger seat, and we see a hand coming in behind him, and it touches his neck lightly, a woman's hand, and he turns around all freaked out, and there's nobody there. Yes, there is. And then he looks in all directions, and the girl is just standing in the driveway, staring again with the mask on. And he's yelling at her, like, what the fuck do you want? Like, what do you want? What are you doing? Always works. And then another woman is, like, running through the woods, like, behind the trees. So you see that there's there's three total. And um, a man and these two women, man and two women. And he runs back inside. He, he's got his cell phone. He sets his cell phone down and goes to help Kristen wrap up her hand that was cut. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back to where he set his cell phone down and the battery has been taken out of his cell phone. And he's like, OK, we got to get the fuck out of here. Back when that was possible. <laughs> Back when you could take a battery out of a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a yeah. flip phone. It's a razor. It's a little fatter than a razor. It's razors are thin, thin and um, sleek. Yeah, razors are fucking cool. Razors are fucking cool. <laughs> they get into the car. They start up the car. And as they start it up, another car pulls in behind them, a big truck. You see in the rear view mirror that the person driving this car is the third, is the third person that we hadn't quite fully gotten a look at yet it's another woman in a mask she has short black hair and a similar mask to the other girl she starts ramming into the back of their car in the front of their car is the man in the burlap sack mask just staring and um the truck continues to just smash and smash and smash their car it's just like reversing and flooring it into it and so they um, just panic, jump out of the car, run back into the house. And then um, James says, "My, there's a gun in here somewhere and my family has a gun. He, he goes into a closet or something and finds a, a shotgun. He's like, I don't know if I even know how to, how to load it. Never a good sign. And he loads up the gun. They make their way back to the front door and he basically says, I'm going to open the door and then you just run as fast as you can and I'll cover you and we'll just make a fucking run for it. And How far do they anticipate being able to run? I don't know. I don't know. Being able to cover people in general is a very foreign idea. Especially if you've just admitted that you don't know how to shoot a gun that you've never shot <laughs> yeah, one Run in front of me in the dark. And I, I will follow shoot, you with a shotgun I, I don't know how to use. I will shoot bullets in your general direction, but not at you at the people that are chasing you. What could go wrong? Also, I'm mad at you. um and as they approach the front door it starts being axed down an axe is coming through the front door a la the shining that is when you shoot the shotgun yes so first they go and grab like an an armoire is the word that's coming to mind for some reason (laughs) i guess it's like Mm -hmm. a fancy house seems like they would have an armoire (laughs) credenza i have a credenza Mm-hmm. I'm fancy. Fancy. And they push that up against the door. And then, yes, he does shoot at the the opening that is being made by the axe. And it does scare the person off. It's the man. And they get a little moment to retreat. And they go back into the bedroom. And as they're kind of hiding in the bedroom, they hear footsteps come in. And the record player gets turned back on. (laughs) And it's a song called Mama Tried. Mama Tried. Mama Tried. You guys know that song? Which is by Mm -hmm. Merle Haggard and the Strangers. Just a little fun fact. Mm. Um, Okay, so we hear that they're coming in. Then we cut to outside. um, Mike arriving in another car. The person that James called earlier. Oh, um, cause it's now probably, I don't know, five, five AM, I would guess. Which is like he wouldn't arrive at this time, but he calls from his car. It's Glenn Howerton, by the way, from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and I was really relieved to see him because he is a comedy actor and just having a comedy actor in a horror film, 
I was like, oh, things aren't so bad. It, I think just seeing any unexpected actor in a film kind of reminds you that it's a movie and you're you get a little dose of like, yeah. oh, it's a movie. Oh, phew. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But he he calls and gets voicemail to James's phone. He says, oh, I'm here. I know it's I, I was I was up when you called me and I figured I would just start driving, whatever. Like, I'm here. And as he's on the phone, the windshield gets smashed. Someone smashes up the windshield and he jumps out of the car. It's a bad time to be a good friend. Oh, my God. So bad. Just you wait. He gets out of the car, can't see anybody around him and starts walking up to the house. He's calling out for James. Nobody's answering. He looks scared. He slowly approaches the house and turns to go in, and we just stay outside of the house on this dark porch, and then you see one of the girls emerge from the darkness, and then we cut to him inside the house. He's walking down the hallway, looking scared, like he can see that things are not as they should be, as he's making his way toward like the bedroom where James and Kristen are. Um, we see the man in the mask appear behind him. He doesn't notice. No. And so the man in the mask is just following closely behind him. <gasps> and he at one point stops. Um, he feels someone's presence behind him and kind of half turns and then doesn't quite turn all the way and then goes back to walking forward. Again, James and Kristen are like cowering in the room with a shotgun, very scared. He makes it up there and they shoot him accidentally. James shoots Mike in the head and kills him. (gasps) That's how long he's in the movie? That's it. Isn't that crazy? How far into the movie are we right now? Probably halfway. Okay. Okay. That's fucked up. Wow. That so he doesn't know how to shoot, but he does manage to get a head, a head, a kill. clean headshot. <laughs> First try. And then immediately Suck. James is like, wait, he wasn't wearing a mask. He didn't see who it was. And so he crawls out slowly to get a look at the person he just killed and sees that it is his best friend, Mike, or maybe brother. I'm not quite sure. And like freaks out and Kristen moves out to come see and he pins he like tackles Kristen <laughs> it's like don't look don't look it's Mike it's Mike it's Mike oh god it's Mike oh god then James says there's an old radio in the barn I'm I'm gonna have to go out to the barn so that we can contact someone And Kristen is like, please, no, I'll go with you. We can't separate. And he says, just stay here and hide. And I'll go. It's fine. And so he takes the shotgun. She has the knife. It's not fine. It's It's definitely not fine. That much we know. (laughs) He opens another window and they have written killer in like blood (gasps) on the window. So they're really fucking with him. And he's mad to see it. He hates to see it. He hates to see it. (laughs) So James goes out and Kristen is kind of on the stoop watching, keeping an eye. And we see we cut to James. He's getting a little further. He kind of hunches down in the woods and he's aiming his shotgun. And then you hear he hears someone coming up behind him really quickly and turns and it's the man in the mask. And it cuts just as we hear a gunshot and we don't see what happens but Kristen hears the gunshot starts freaking out and she kind of senses that someone is watching her she decides to to try to make a run for the barn also and so she starts running through the woods and trips in a big ditch and really hurts her leg so then she Yikes. starts crawling to the barn Oh, no, crawling. And she gets into the barn and finds the radio and is making a little SOS call. No one's no one's there. No one's there. Um, She's, you know, panicking. And then finally someone responds and says, hello, is anybody there? She's like, yes, 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 please. You got to help me. You got to help me. Please, please, please. And then we see one of the women in the masks through the window kind of come out from the bottom of the frame 
and then take a baseball bat or something and smash the radio. And in the commotion of her smashing the radio, Kristen runs away, well, crawls away and makes it back to the house. And we kind of see all three of them outside of the house. So all three of them are okay. Yeah. Bad news. Yeah. It's not good. So she <sighs> makes it she makes it back inside. She's crawling. She's mm-hmm. in pain. And of course she is. She's in one of the many bedrooms. And a lot of the scariness of this movie comes from the kind of slow moving from room to room and checking that each room doesn't have a person in it. And so it's just handheld camera of like scanning rooms. That's really scary. (laughs) But she makes it into this room and there's no one in there. But then she hears footsteps coming. And so she hides in one of those closets that has the slats that you can see out Mm of. And so she's watching from inside the closet and the man in the mask walks into that room, slowly scanning the room, kind of looking at the closet and then looking past it. And then moves to another room, and she's like, "Phew!" And then he comes. Phew! <laughs> then he comes back. In- oh, phew! Phew! <laughs> she comes back, or he comes back into the room. Let's out an audible phew. <laughs> and I was like, "It's not it's ill-advised to say phew at this moment, but you know, she had to. <laughs> she just felt it that hard." Sometimes you've got a phew. Got a phew. <laughs> <laughs> um. He comes back into the same room and sits down at a table right near the closet. And she's in the closet thinking, maybe he's just fucking with me. He knows that I'm here. Why is he just sitting there in this room? And then he stands up and turns and looks at the closet and then leaves the room again. Another few. Phew. Phew. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) and then really quickly one of the women comes into the room and slams open that closet they knew she was in there pulls her out of it um kind of throws her on the ground and then walks back to the table and grabs the, the same big knife that was Kristen's earlier um Kristen goes into another drawer and pulls out a very tiny little knife like a little switchblade type thing then there's a loud crash and james comes in through a side door the man brought him in i believe james has been shot but he's not dead and the lady turns to Kristen. the lady in the mask turns to Kristen and says you're gonna die no james yells at Kristen to run He says, just run. She starts to run in the opposite direction because they're all in that room now. And so she she tries to run through the house the opposite way of them. And as she makes it out into the hallway, the man pops out of another door, grabs her and slams her against a wall and knocks her out. You hate to be unconscious in this situation. No, no, no. I would honestly no prefer it. (laughs) I guess that's true. (laughs) Knock me out, man. So she wakes up the next morning. I mean, I guess not too long after because it was it was almost sunrise time. So it's light out now and her and James are tied up and the three of them are still in their masks, just standing in front of them, looking at them. Kristen says, why are you doing this to us? And one of the girls says, because you were home. Mm. There's a little moment of James seeing that. Kristen is wearing the wedding ring and they say, I love you to each other. They kiss each other. And then the three of them each take their masks off. And I texted Jenna at this point. I feel like no masks is so much scarier because it means that they don't care if you see their faces anymore. Because um, you're definitely dead. And the man in the mask takes that big old knife and 
just a slow stab into into James. No, 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 no. Into That's his stomach. That's not what Emily likes. And no, then hands the knife to one of the girls, who then also slow stabs him in the chest. And they just one at a time kind of stab each of them to death. They stab both of them. Uh, and I hate that. And then we cut to them um, driving away in their truck. Two little Mormon boys on bicycles driving by. And they stop their truck next to the Mormon boys and say, one, one of the girls says, can I get one of those pamphlets? And the boy says, are you a sinner? And she says, sometimes. And he gives her a pamphlet and they drive off and you hear the girl say, next time it'll be easier. And then we follow the boys that go to the house, go up to the front door, front doors open and like chop down. So they go inside and see both of the bloodied, stabbed bodies. They go up to Kristen and go to touch her. And she pops awake screaming, grabs their <gasps> hand screaming, and then we cut two credits. What the fuck? <laughs> Emily what a fucking does not look stupid pleased. movie. <laughs> this is a stupid movie. Boo. Nothing even. I hated it. I hated this. I, I hated that. I don't know. That there's. Okay, <laughs> here's the thing about this movie is that honestly, like, nothing that interesting happened to them while they're being terrorized to make it like worth my interest it was like oh this very kind innocent couple who was, it was just, yeah, just business, scary and bad and then some mildly bad shit happened to them but nothing like out of the box nothing like i don't know nothing that really made me feel like oh this is an unusual take i on will things. say this movie is poorly reviewed not great reviews what did the review say? Yeah, I just, I, for me, this is an absolute, um, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no redeeming qualities. You. Yeah, like, it just, it's just very scary, but also, like, bad. <laughs> this is one Do of those I mean? movies that now that if I watched it right now, I don't think I would feel that scared of I it think you probably because would. Because you told me. I definitely me would, and that's what I'm, I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off. This movie goes straight to jail. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, lock it up. Lock it up. Um, but Henley, you'll like this. So afterwards, Jenna and I had a discussion about how um, the moral of the movie is don't have a summer home and just another movie about how capitalism is bad. <laughs> that was the. Thank that's God. what it is. That will res that will resonate with all of our listeners right this, now. This Everyone knows that late capitalism is a bad situation to be in. We're living through it. In case it, anyone currently in this current moment in 2020, <laughs> March 2020, was wondering, mm, how do we feel about capitalism? We this feel movie's bad about here it. to say we feel bad about it. More proof. Not that I'm saying that I'm a democratic socialist of America. Please do not come knocking on my door. <laughs> Please, no one come criticizing me no for anything. No one come knocking at my door. <laughs> um, I did have nightmares after this movie. I bet I will from the trailer alone. It's. Mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty scary. I, Sammy, what were your nightmares? I actually had more apocalyptic nightmares, which I think were, you know, a combination of a couple things mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. in the current climate mixed with this. Mm hmm. Yeah, do you feel like scary movies are helping or hurting your mental state in this current moment? Um, you know, I think more and more they're just becoming kind of normal escapism for me. It's not that they're helping or hurting. Mm -hmm. I think maybe I've I've just become so acclimated to them that now it's just like watching TV. It just kind of turns my mind off. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, we've said mm -hmm. before it's it's um a practice and gratitude. It makes me feel thankful afterwards right. that I'm. That this did not happen to me. I'm also thankful that it that has not happened to me. I don't even want it to enter the realm of imagination. But unfortunately, I am doing this podcast, so it is. <laughs> yeah. 
damn it. Yeah, you've 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 brought yourself. Movies here. like this make me really they make me really glad I live in a city, even though I feel like you're much more likely to be a victim of violent crime living in a That's city. That's probably true. I'm like, well, that this specific thing can't happen to me because I have neighbors and I'm surrounded by people. I think that's probably part of the reason why I was so scared growing up. I was convinced I wouldn't make it to 18 when I was growing I up. Kind I was of like, there's too. no way in hell. But mine was because a Ouija board told me I wouldn't make it to 18. Mine was because I lived in the middle of fucking nowhere and I was like, no one will help us. Oh, God, um, that's so scary. I also, <laughs> I also um, would like imagine things, though, in the middle of the night. Like, I remember seen in the middle of the night like a man in a um sombrero (laughs) oh that's sleep paralysis Henley (laughs) no I was like I was I was like eight years old and I remember like seeing a man in a sombrero coming towards me and being like no he's gonna get me (laughs) well there's part of sleep paralysis is like the man in the black hat is what it's called and it's supposed to be something that you see no stop stop (laughs) No, 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 no. It's a really common thing that people see during no paralysis. It's okay. So if you see it, it's okay. If you see it, you're asleep. And it's a dream. You're fine. Don't. Shut up. Shut. It is really scary. Sleep paralysis is terrifying. Yeah, I will say one of my biggest fears, the thing that I picture the most when I'm home alone is just walking into a room and there being a man just standing there. That is one of my scariest fears. <laughs> Emily doesn't like that one you little bit. You don't picture bit. that. I picture I that either. all the time. Whenever I'm walking into a new room, of I'm course like, I picture that, Sammy. I'm like, there's a man I in here. That. I know there is. Of course I picture that. I have to keep no. my shower curtain open at all times if I'm home. Me too. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Smart. Me too. Smart. There's no way in hell you wouldn't do that. Why would you ever keep it closed? I mean, it's better for the mold, but otherwise, you want to save your life. <laughs> And you know what? Mold's more likely to get you, but That's, I'm not taking that. I'm not taking matter. that chance. I'd rather die. I'd rather die by mold. <laughs> I'd rather die slowly from mold than immediately from a murderer in my shower. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> um. All right. So oh, funny times. <laughs> I take it you guys will not be seeing this movie. No. This is you're gonna you're no, gonna skip you. this one. Yeah, I'm gonna skip it. Fair. Fair skip enough. This one. <laughs> Henley, are you okay? Yeah, I'm great. You look great. Thanks. <laughs> um, guys, wow. Any last thoughts? Honestly, I was expecting more to happen in the strangers. I kind of was too. To be, it it is scarier while watching it because, like I said, a lot of the scariness comes from like the drawn out kind of walking from room to room. Honestly, that's probably thirty percent of the movie is just like kind of looking in rooms. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and so it it is really scary when watching it. But yeah, overall, not a lot happens. I can't wait to do the descent. I know I'm excited, listeners. That was one after the, that was after the quarantine. We had a guest scheduled, and so now we have to wait until until quarantine's over so we can have her on. We'll do can't it. Wait. We promise. It's great. And after this movie, it feels like mean mean to say, but um. You know, stay home, everybody. Emily, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up. Oh, God. <laughs> Keep staying home because you have to. You have to. So. Lock those doors. Oh, maybe, God. Maybe murderers are concerned about um, their social responsibility and, and won't murder until the quarantine is over. Too. Also, yeah, totally. no, they don't. No one wants to get. No one wants to they get. They don't want to get exposed. <laughs> They don't want the virus, so they're not going to be doing murdering on the normal rate that they're normally doing murdering, so we're good. They're not murdering at their normal murder rate, probably. No, 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 no. The murder rate for them, murderers have gone down. That's a few if I ever heard it. That's a few. Few. I would add another F on that. (laughs) (laughs) that Call that a straight few. (laughs) That's a few. And hey, on that note, friends. On that note. uh, Love you guys. We love you very much. And we we will miss you so much. We'll see you next week. We'll talk to you next Can't week. Can't wait to talk to you. Um, and, and phew, and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> wow, guys, Sammy here. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. And um, happy April Fool's Day. I guess our April Fool's joke was doing a movie that will make you be scared to be home. 
hilarious. If you liked the episode, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us. It doesn't take too long and it really helps us out, um, so we'd really appreciate that. Also, do not forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on social media. We are on Instagram and Twitter and Stardust at TSDW Podcast. Send us what movies you want us to do. Um, send us cocktail photos. Send us anything you want. We're so bored. <laughs> um, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.